you know, if you have a chance, if you have another at bat or, you know, even if you're down in a game, personally for me, I never thought like I was out of a game. If I had an at bat, I had an opportunity to hit a tank to go take this dude off the center field scoreboard. All right, welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. We got a special episode today. This is our first this is our first fan guest guest that's a fan. We're having someone on who's a fan of the Cubs as a guest. That just hurt my head. That was for the first yeah, time. I am so confused. But yes, you are correct. That is what this is. Zach, who's coming on? Why don't you tell the people who's coming on? Zach's close personal friend. It's Dom, the director of Chicago Cubs morale. Ian really wouldn't know about him because he's a big leaguer and big leagues him. So we've heard. So we have heard. Doesn't surprise me. I don't big league him anymore. He didn't say anymore. He had to say anymore. We'll ask. Don't worry. He said anymore. Like, yeah, I used to, but now I don't. Right. I'm excited to have him on and have him talk Cubs, baseball Cubs morale. I think I think one of my favorite things is when we talk shit to Ian and he just blows it off and just goes and then just talks about something else like it never even happens. <laughs> I I am excited to ask him why he hates Christian Yelich so much. Because he talks shit to you. I just started I just started following uh, Dom on the Twitter. Yeah, you definitely were big league him. You literally just walked yourself right into it. You well, I, I, I can't be considered big. What am I supposed to do? Respond to every one of his tweets? Like no, that, but I mean, the dude has not following someone on Twitter followers. isn't big leaguing. Yes, it is because he messages you every day. He supports you every single day. Every hit you get, he writes a tweet out. I'm sorry, but I can't go follow every Cubs fan on the Twitter. It would be ridiculous. You hear that, Cubs fans? We'll Ian, talk about it, right? You know. You know what I try to do? You know what I try to do? And oh, I'm have, grateful. I have I have started to do this more since the podcast and we've been more interactive is I try to like people's tweets that are saying great things about the compound or, or saying good things about the Cubs or nice things. I you should have been like, doing that from the start. I should have been doing it from the start, right? I'm trying to get better every day. 1% every day. That's fair. I'll give you that. I respect that. 1% better every day. Uh, it's a fan question, actually. This is a fan question before the fan interview, and it's for Dakota. And I, it, it came across the uh, Twitter sphere today. And the question was: Ask Demekis Seven what it's going to take for him to actually renounce the Yankees and be a Cubs fan. It's a great I, question. I've been asking this for four years. I am a Cubs fan. That's just that's a blasphemy question. I can't I can't root for the Yankees at the same time. Were you sad when the Yankees lost? Not as sad as I like would have been in the past. Like in the past, it would have actually like ruined my night. Like growing up, growing up, I would have like if this was in high school, I actually would have been so pissed off. Like I wouldn't have talked to anybody the rest of the night. (laughs) Do you remember when Ian found out that you were still a Yankees fan at the compound and was disgusted with you? Yeah, he he was not very happy to hear that. No, I found out in I found out in AAA. Oh, I I found out in the Iowa locker room. Oh, well, wherever we had the conversation, you were disgusted. He was not impressed with the fact that I am indeed a uh, former. Well, at least, at least you have a team, unlike Hap, where we find out that he's apparently a Browns fan. There's one person that writes your paycheck, and to be a fan of somebody else is that you're competing against is a pretty crazy thing. You're you're saying it like I don't root for the Cubs. Like I root for the Cubs. I do. I root for my close personal friend Ian Hap, my co-host, and I root for everyone. Else. I root for the Cubs. Um, we know you root for the Cubs. You've become, you've become more of a Cubs fan in the last 18 to 24 months. 
100%. Once I started to like know some of the guys on the team, I became a stronger fan. That is very true. I will say when I was still in like low A and I didn't know any of the big leaguers or anything like that, like I was still a Yankees fan. That, Do you fair. remember in South Bend when Brett Gardner hit the home run off of somebody? <laughs> I don't know yeah. who it was off of, but it was a great moment. We were sitting next to each other at the bar in the locker room and you were just like, yes, yes. It was at Wrigley and it was like the top of the ninth. The cut or the Yankees were down like two runs or something. And Gardner goes to right, big binky. And I'm literally sitting there. I think like Bake, John Baker was in the locker room too that day. And I literally like look at Zach and I give him like a little fist pump. I'm like, come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so sorry to whoever was pitching. And I, 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 it's just, you know, it's who I was back then. I am very excited about we've the last couple of weeks, last couple, maybe a month. Maybe, we've been kind of you don't know what day the compound's going to come out. Maybe it's Monday. Maybe it's Wednesday. I'm making a firm statement that the compound will be recorded on Mondays and put out on Tuesdays. Dakota, aren't you so happy that we talked about this? Um, don't don't make me team up against Ian here. Come on. I don't care what day it is. I don't I don't, I don't have any. Either. It's, it's good it. content. But I know the reason Ian's doing it is because he said to you, Zach, he said Monday's a day of like no golf. He used like some big word. I don't know. He said the golf course, the golf course is it's the it's the golf Sabbath is what it is. The the golf course is closed on Mondays. So it's the perfect time to record and get the episode out for Tuesday morning. I'm 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 all in on that though. I like it. I like that there's a set day. Because like you said, like, well, the last couple of weeks were tough with you guys in like a playoff push and when Ian was still in season and me and Zach, he was in Toledo, I was in South Bend. It was tough to find the times that worked for all three of us to be able to get on. How about when he yells at us for having a social life, too? Um, I will put it this way. It's more you he yells at than oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dakota's always available. That, that's the, a testament to me having a social life. Sue me. I, I wasn't but, available this weekend. There you go. I got friends. I want... So I'm giving you guys the weekends now because you used to be, I would ask you to record on the weekends. I'm giving you the weekends to have a social life and I'm asking for Mondays. That's perfect. It's perfect. No. I'm sorry. No. I did another thing. Perfect. <laughs> this is what we asked for since Arizona. We need communication. Not, I, hey, we're recording in seven minutes. Be ready. <laughs> it's Mondays from now on. We are going to welcome in Dom, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. So we're joined by Dom Frederick, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. Is that an official title? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's an official title. Whether it be I created it or the people named, named me that, yeah, it's absolutely official title. So uh, I'm the Dom and I've been so for whatever, five, five seasons. So here I am. So if we asked Theo, he would refer to you as the Dom. Absolutely. And I believe that Theo does have some semblance, kind of like you did when you, you know, you, you did know about me, but now <laughs> you finally have come around. So I know how it works. So if you were to ask Theo, who's the director of morale, he served through the grapevine that, yes. Are you a lifelong Cub fan, like born and raised? Yeah. So I'm from the area. Um, obviously, still live around uh, the ballpark, not far. Yeah. Grew up here, went to school here, grew up playing baseball. So, just started tweeting about the Cubs whenever that happened five, seven years ago. Just producing fire tweets on fire tweets. Thank you, Ian. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I was telling you, um, I was saying beforehand, we're going to build this relationship together. Uh, you know, obviously 
I mean, it, depending on if you, you want to talk about it, I felt like you were big leaguing me a little bit. Yes. But um, but now but now that I'm here, I'm very thankful to be here. Um, very, very humbled. Honestly, it's a big day for me because I've been grinding on Twitter for whatever it is, seven, eight years. And uh, now I'm here. I even saw you had an article about you with the uh, the Tribune, no? Or they mentioned you at least? Yeah, two years ago. There's a lot of, there's a lot of um, you know, backstory. I've had a, I've gotten a lot of uh, skepticism in the past, a lot of hate in the past. I have some enemies out there in the media. Um, I saw. Actually, for, uh, I actually saw an attack on an enemy today. Did you? Did you attack uh, Sully today, Paul Sullivan? Yeah, that's who I'm talking that was, about. That was the he one. Brought, that was, he was the one who wrote that article two years ago. Oh, I have a list. I have a list. And again, Ian, you'll as you follow along. You'll you'll figure out the shicks a little bit more. Dakota and Zach have been following a little bit more. You guys might have picked right. up on it a little bit. I um, always see the I have the receipts tweets. I have, yeah, I mean I have all the receipts. Just like that's a perfect example. I've had these receipts for a long time. I've been saving that one for for years. Um, you know, obviously you guys have a different relationship with with uh, Sullivan. Um, that's fine. I mean, I do hold grudges a little bit. Um, you know, I don't waver on certain things, you included. You know, I was sticking, I've been sticking by you for years, Ian. That's what I was saying. I wasn't getting any shine. You know, I've been, I've been one of the main guys who's been staying by you for, you know, ever since you got drafted in 2015. I remember you got drafted. Um, I was like, this guy's going to be really good. We t- I was talking about it with my buddy. So I was like, nah, you know, he's not that good, whatever. Just had a couple, you know, big years in the cave. Just so he's going to fizzle. I was like, no, he's going to be good. Switch hitter. He's going to figure it out. And then, you know, had your ups and downs, but you don't have to apologize to anyone. I've been here. I've been here supporting you the whole time. I love and, that. Um, also, you guys, also, you guys just jumped right into the podcast. I love it. We don't want to waste one ounce of content. Okay, yeah, we fair, don't enough. Miss fair enough. I think we should we should ask the first fan question off the bat, and yeah. this is coming from at Real Sacrifice. So I'm not sure if that's spelled right. I don't think it is. It says, ask him if he's ever leaving. Never. I've never left. I'm still here right now. I just drove past the stadium yesterday and I should have probably just like took a picture of me just sitting on the sidewalk um, because I'm still here. And, uh, you know, I know I know over this this past years, like people become more pessimistic and the takes become more I don't want to say controversial, but more hot, if you will. Um, But I'm as you know. If Zach and Dakota, as you've been following along a little bit more, you see that I'm I'm riding and dying with this team. Not even dying. I'm just sticking by you guys and uh, you know, going going with the flow. It's baseball, man. I understand the the ups and downs of it. It's really challenging. Um, you know, Grant, I do sometimes throw shade at some players, but I have a lot of respect for what you guys do, and it's very, very difficult. Obviously. Well, that's what, that's um, what me and Zach said. The first thing we notice is like no matter what you're always on like the positive side of the Cubs. Like they could be on a seven game losing streak, scoring zero runs. Yeah. And you never give up. Well, I mean, I, you know, I was just kind of thinking about granted. I was never, I was never drafted. I'm not a big league player. I've never played triple A or whatever, but, and I think this kind of connects us all three. I was a division one baseball player. And I do look at it from the player's perspective of, you know, if you have a chance, if you have another at bat or, you know, even if you're down in a game, personally for me, I never thought like I was out of a game. If I had an at bat, I had an opportunity to hit a tank to go take mm-hmm. this dude off the center field scoreboard. I mean, and that's how how I kind of feel with being a fan now and watching you guys play. I mean, Ian, I listened to you uh, talk on the last podcast about game two. You were, I thought we were going to tear it up. 
I thought we were going to light up. And that's the same way I go into games. It was like, if these guys are confident, why am I not confident? I should be more confident genuinely. Uh, generally, I am more confident genuinely. But if, if you guys like have the opportunity to win a baseball game, there's no reason for me to be down going into a game. Um, it's kind of how I am generally. But it's all about positivity with me. And where did uh, where did bad news start? I mean, per- honestly, bad news came from a little Dicky song. I was just listening to uh, what, what song is it? Let me freak. I think it's like the second and he's like bad mood. And then he was like bad something else. And I was just thinking about like, dude, like, and especially with, with Yelich, we can get into that later. But I was like, this dude has it coming for him. This dude has it coming for him. I mean, he's, he was, he was yapping. He sent that tweet out. I don't forget Ian. I don't forget. I keep the receipts, Ian. I know you're getting used to this. I keep the receipts. I was like, this dude has it coming for him. And I've, you know, I had with, I had a history with Christian in the past and I was like, this dude better. I mean, he better watch what he's saying because we all know you guys know better than I do. Ian, you face the guy, but you're talking about a guy who, you know, just kind of mull you over with these 86. You tell me in if I'm wrong, he's 86, 87 mile an hour cutters and he can just do his thing, spin it, spin it, spin it. And you know, in the back of his pocket, he has 99 that he can touch at the top of the zone. And that's bad news. He can do it for whatever, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine innings. Everyone was sleeping on the guy. So, yeah, it was like the little Dickie song, and I kind of thought about it. And then, you know, you start tweeting it, and it just, I don't know, it felt right. And luckily enough, you was receptive to it. He understood that bad news wasn't a negative thing. It was a positive thing. So, yeah, that's pretty much where it comes from. And Does Yelich have you blocked on Twitter? No, he doesn't. Probably has me muted. I would say he has me muted, but I do think there is in some way he does uh, have to appreciate it a little bit because he has mentioned like you are really committed to the jokes and uh, trolling for lack of a better term, which I do troll him. He's getting he's getting like at least five tweets a day. Now that you're now that you're part of the program, you know, maybe in the future, like whatever regular day game, whatever it is, you just mention maybe it's like at the beginning of the game, you're just like, hey, man, bad news. Just own it. Just own it. And I've I've said to him, I've said to him, see, you're laughing. See, I've said to him, I said, dude, all you have to do is put on the bad news shirt and it's over. I'll stop. It's that's it. You put it on one time and I'm done. I'm done. But no, if he does that, that would be the ultimate. Like you've won. When ever, ever, when it comes to social media. And I tell people this, I tell people this a lot because everyone kind of wants like instant gratification on social media. And I was actually prepared for like this, Ian, I was, I was expecting for this to go years. I was like, I'll, I will stick it out. And if Ian's going to big league me for five years, he's going to big league me for five years and I will stick it out. I'll stick it out. I'm not leaving. All right. And the same thing, same thing with Christian. It's like, I'll stick this out. I'll stick this out long-term. There has to be times where, and Ian, if you don't want to uh, admit to this, that's fine. But there has to be times where you've seen Christian Yala strike out three times against Hugh Darvish. And you're like, I hope this hits social media. You might not want to answer this and you might not tell the truth, but there definitely is, again, the people aren't going to see your reaction, but there definitely is something in your head. You're like, ah, I really, I really can't wait for that good tweet. Zach, I see you, Zach. I see you. There's, there's something where you're like, ah, man, this is going to be really good. This Fred is cooking up something right now. It's funny for me and Dakota because we saw it firsthand and you're just like, oh shit. Like he's going to be all over (laughs) it. Yeah. We knew, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I think being on the field, they're just happy to get him out, especially because of how much he 
took us down the last couple of years that it is definitely, hilarious that you're watching the games getting so excited to tweet at him right after. You know, definitely going forward, Ian, since, since we've had this conversation, it's going to be in his head. Yeah, I will. Oh. I will be thinking about it from now on. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, well, even, even if he hits a homer, though, too, you're just like, oh, hey, well, people forget he, people forget he is a great player. You guys get so much uh, flack. That's just very unwarranted. And someone's got to stand up for you guys because you can't do it yourself. You're not going to go be Kevin Durant and have a bunch of burner accounts. So who's the person that's got to stand? It's me. Who's the person that takes as much heat about the team? They're not coming to you, Ian. I mean, they might be. They might be. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you get the DMs of like, you're you're the worst person ever. That's my DMs. That's my life. So I'm standing up for you guys being like, lay off these people, man. They're trying their best. You know, they're doing all this stuff. This is why I'm positive, Dakota, all this. You know what I mean? So people can enjoy what's happening instead of it being, woe is me. This team's terrible. Another bad September. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing because for like we get the DMs, you know, we get the you yeah. know you can it doesn't matter how good you're doing, you go over four in one game, you're getting some idiot that's gonna come in and you tell ruined, you how bad you, you ruined are. my parlay today. And people tweet at you, you know, you you can see it, but at the same time, you're not gonna go out there and fight everybody who Instagram Absolutely. DMs you or Twitter DMs because then you look then you look like a terrible person. Well, and this is where I come into play, where I where I am petty enough and I'm the small guy who's sticking up for you, Ian, for you, Dakota, for you, Zach. Because understand this. At understand this. This conversation right now, you guys need to understand this is big news. You guys are morale <laughs> athletes now. You got all three of you are morale athletes now, and I'll have you guys. I'll have your backs to the grave. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Ian's going to go on a rough stretch next year and text you and be like, you got to take care of this guy. He's been tweeting at me. Like, you got to take him down. Yeah, I'm going to start sending you after. Anytime somebody, like, sends a tweet that really gets at me, I'm just going to tag you and just say morale. (laughs) That that is, I mean, if there's any, I'm super excited because that's how it should be. That's how I should be fighting your battles. That's how exactly how it should be. I'm the guy. Who's going to remember the receipt? Remember the receipt of saying Ian Hap's terrible. Ian Hap couldn't do this. I have those receipts. I have those. I might just, I might uh, drop them tomorrow. You know what I mean? All the people that were saying bad stuff about you, it's like, no, this dude's good. What do you say? It's your center fielder. You've been saying it for years, right? Kyle Schwarber, he's my left fielder. And and what you know, what's cool about it is is that I'm assuming you know Kyle saw the same thing when we did the collab with him for his. Uh, foundation like that's the stuff that's cool for me i everyone everyone knows i have much so much respect for what you guys do and what you go through all this different type of stuff the game's so hard um and then just to see someone of your caliber you know in the public eye to be like oh like you know what he said was funny or i appreciate what he did and he understands the joke everything like that that's kind of when it all comes together and it's it's really cool on my end so when i'm grinding away listening to those reading those dms you know, seeing those tweets that you're going to send me, you're going to send me. Ian, what did I tell you? I said, we're going to build this relationship together. Okay. <laughs> right. Build this relationship together. And you're going to send me those DMs. We're going to figure this out. All right. And I'm going to be telling these people, I'm telling, if you send it, you will get receded. You will get receded. And I'm going to tell them <laughs> off. I will do it. I will do it. All right. It's, it's a big deal that you guys are morale athletes now. Don't take that lightly. No. <laughs> I think the coolest thing is how much you and and the people that follow you appreciate the run the Cubs have been on because as players, I think we have to pinch ourselves and say like, 
I understand that the last three years hasn't been what we envisioned it to be in the postseason in September. To make the playoffs five out of six years, which the, you know, the guys dating back to when Johnny got here in 15, that run of Cubs baseball and some of the guys that we've gotten to, and that I've gotten to play with for my career, it's like you have to pinch yourself and say, this is a really, really wonderful era of Cubs baseball. And I think that the appreciation of that and not taking that for granted because you don't know how long that's going to last or if if there will ever be a six-year run of Cubs baseball like that again. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I know you guys are technically aren't from the area, but I grew up in the, the Sammy Sosa years. And right after that, you had the, you know, the Giovanni Soto years and the just like the team couldn't come together and there was no real infrastructure from the organization that you all reap the benefits from. You've all seen it firsthand, whether it be from the spring training, the new spring training facility and how the, you know, new front offices come in and embrace analytics and all these different types of things. I, I try to put, uh, granted, you know, I, I'm not a big leaguer. I, I don't work in a front office, but I feel like I do have some semblance of the difference between what it was and what it is today. And I can realize when there are you know good players like yourself and the specific qualities that you guys have, and there's reasons for why you guys are in the positions that you're in. It has to be said that, like you just said, it's so important to just step back and be like, yeah, this is the golden era of Cubs baseball. Like back in the day, it was Sammy Sosa, but it was that, that was it. It was just the king. You know, you had Mark Grace, but it wasn't like they were, he was playing on bad teams. And now, you know, we have these plethora of really good players that have, you know, done done so much for the organization on top of the team being successful and getting to the playoffs. Because you guys know, and I'm sure you feel the same way. You just have to get into the postseason. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you just have to get into the postseason, get on a run. You're getting that vibe. You're getting the morale going. And you can you can go on a whatever three-week run. That happens. Anything can happen when you get to the postseason. Anything can happen. And you know, Ian, Ian and Zach, you know just as a hitter firsthand, you're going to go through the ebbs and flows of simply hitting. You're never going to feel great in the box. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you're, you're never going to feel great in the box. There's going to be bad days where you're just not seeing it right, and it's just feeling weird. And then you can get on a streak, like we all know, for two, three weeks, and you're absolutely ripping the ball, and you're hitting barrels in the air, which I love, Ian. I'll just give you, you a shout-out. Get in the air. I love the ground 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 ground. in the air. Oh, ground 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 Hit the ball in the air. Um, I may save this and just use it as like a pregame recording for me before every game. This well, is great. You know what? This is – I mean, I said it. I, I, I tweeted out. This is a big day for me. This is a big day for me. Big news. It's a big. I mean, it's it's just a big news. I'm. I. I. I don't know if I'm. I'm. If I'm portraying it, but I'm incredibly thankful because I'm thinking about all the days that I've had to be, whether in my apartment or I couldn't do this or couldn't do that because I had to watch the game and had to tweet this out and to get the justification of simply me being on this podcast to talk about this stuff and Zach saying I'm going to put this. I need to just listen to this before a game. That just justifies for me that all the work that I've been putting in. Granted, what I'm saying right now is pretty ridiculous. Me talking about all the hard work I'm doing on Twitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of ridiculous. I understand that. I understand it's ridiculous, okay? But it still justifies the hard work and the sticks and running with these jokes for as long as I have for it to finally work out. I mean, listen, right now I'm sitting in my apartment. I got this bogus uh, you know, air conditioner vent, and I'm talking to – Ian Happ, who was the best player on the Cubs this year, I'm sitting on my bedroom floor because it's the best place where I can get internet reception, and 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 I'm just and I'm just uh, you know I'm here and I'm very thankful for it. You know anything could happen when you get in the playoffs. You look at the other teams 
since the Cubs won the World Series. You know, the Dodgers have been unbelievable. Uh, the Yankees since 09, they've had so many good teams. And it's it's really hard to win the World Series. Like, it is really, really hard. And the so fact hard. that Cubs have done it, and the fact that, like, you have guys like Schwab who came to the organization, he's been to five out of six postseasons. We have guys come in who haven't been to a postseason yet. I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive, this was Andy Green's first postseason. Andy Green's been in baseball forever. This first postseason, you got guys that played their entire careers and don't get a chance to do it. So it's special. It's a special time in Cubs baseball. And what stinks about it is the fact that people can't look at the micro uh, approach of just what you you exactly said, the five of six years going to the postseason for guys like Schwarber, for guys like you, you know what I mean? Because in 20 years, people are going to be like, wow, this was such a golden era. But I'm going to think back, and I think some of potentially you guys will think back and be like, but we got so much negativity at times. And there were people that weren't on board and that, you know, it was just miserable. And that's what I kind of want to stray away from because I feel like what media has become today is you have the short build up. Okay. You're going to build up all these guys up, right? And you're going to be a part of the gang. It's going to be all cool. 15, 16. And then where you really make your money is when you tear them all down and you want to be right. And you want to be objective and you want to do all these things. And you lose sight of the fact that we're here to enjoy these baseball games and we're here to like build a community, which I'm appreciative for, you know, guys like you, Ian, who have, you know, you're doing the connect roaster stuff. You've been an advocate for mental health. You've done all these great things where people just lose sight of that. And if you don't, if you go over four one day, Oh, he sucks. He's the worst. This team's terrible. You know, all these different types of things. I, I just feel, I just always felt like it was just a missing link to what we talk about and how we discuss on a daily basis, which is, I think why people, do appreciate how I talk or like what I try to promote. And it's just not normal. Like you don't have the positivity yeah. all over social media to having guys backs. Cause like you said, we can't say that as players, you know, if exactly. Ian Happ with however many thousands of followers, he tweets back at all the guys who are ripping them. Like you guys said, it's just like a bad look for them. And that's what it's yeah. just, you know, like the media in general is, you know, I haven't Dakota and I haven't really experienced it much, you know, like, it's just negativity. It's like they'll kick you when you're down, when you're up. It's just they'll find exactly. to try to bring you down because it's better press. And <laughs> even and even with how, again, and I know, Ian, you're going to have a different opinion because you have relationships with the, the beat writers. But I've just found being a consumer of Chicago sports content is there's always this negative tone to it. There's always this super objective, I told you this, it's that. There's no real glimpse for the casual fan who simply just wants to watch his team and have fun and doesn't really care about like if Ian Happ's like one for 30, he's just expecting, hey, Ian Happ's a good player. He's going to break out of it. They don't want to listen and read about, oh, this team's sinking, tanking, whatever it is. Yeah, there's so many there's so many clicks in negativity. Like you write, you know, you get that negative headline out there, and then people click on it and read it, and they want to know why you know this guy is going to be terrible for the next five years because his X swing rate divided by Z is not high. Like that's people people eat that shit up, and that's why that's why guys are still writing it because the fans or people give wind to it. That's what I I don't know if you saw Ian. Like, I don't know. Like, I hope you didn't, but like they were, I saw some article. It's like, what happened to Ian Happ in the last two weeks of the season? You're just like, shut up. If the game was a hundred games longer, you wouldn't even have thought about a two week slump. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's going to go through it at some point. And it's like, it gets magnified. And then you you have to deal with the backlash of, well, here are all the reasons why he was terrible. And it's like, yeah, okay. Baseball is really hard. Like guys are throwing a billion. Right. Like what do you saw the game the other night? The average fastball is 97.2. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's fucking yeah. tough. It's hard. And it's never been harder than it is today. And you Correct. guys don't get the credit for it on a daily basis. Back in the whatever, 2000s, it was 90, it was 89 to 90, and that was pumping down the middle for a starter. Now it's you got the opener, you got you know, you don't go through the lineup three times, and it's like you're facing the best guy every single time. And Ian, if you were here whatever it was, 20 years ago, you'd probably be a lot better player. I hate to say it, but you just want to be <laughs> facing that good of pitching. You know what I mean? You'd be able to pad your stats and it'd be totally different. Yeah, it's just a different 100%. game. And you talk to guys who have been around for a long time and even guys who have been around for you know seven, eight, nine years now, and they're saying in 2012 or 2013, it's like it was a different game when they came in. And the one of the really interesting things, our hitting coach Post said this, you don't see a lot of guys that play in three decades. Like playing in yeah. three decades is a huge accomplishment. So we had Cam Maben on the team this year, and Cam's hit a home run now in three decades. And that's really cool. That ben, Benny Zoe was one of those guys who played in, in you know, I, he didn't touch the third decade maybe, but, you know, he hit in, in multiple decades of very different eras of baseball. And yeah. it's rare to be able to do. You see a lot of guys be able to hit for five, six you know, seven, eight years, and then the league changes, the league adapts, and and those guys don't perform because it's so hard. And you spend your whole life trying to do something and adapting to the skill set of the opponent. And then when that changes, it's like... doesn't help when the opponent could basically have everything on you. They could tell you your social security number, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and, and the, the crazy thing about it, too, is like the casual fan, they'll see someone like Cameron Maben in. Caber, Cameron Mayburn come on the Cubs and they're going to look at fan graphs and they're like, oh, this guy hasn't have a hasn't had a war above like one in what you know what I mean? And then you often forget is like people like you who really value, you know, listening to a Cameron Mayburn talk about talking in or playing in three decades and going through seeing the ups and downs of the game, which help you guys out, which are valuable tools for, for instance, a playoff run that you guys just went through. You know what I mean? And it's like. Yeah. People just don't think about the ins and outs of like how a locker room is made up and how, you know, there's different aspects of what you guys go through just as humans on a daily basis. And Grant, I say it again, I've never been in a big league locker room. I wasn't drafted. I wasn't, I wasn't a big league or first round pick, but I feel like I have some semblance of the human element to where you're never out of a game. You appreciate everyone that's in the, in the locker room. The guys that might not be doing that much still contribute in some way socially or just helping you out uh, to make you guys better players. And I feel like it's really worth being said sometimes. Yeah, we say we say it all the time. It's not a video game. You can't just plug yeah. and play. Like you don't just you don't just get the rating of the player on the video game, and he goes out there and puts up the numbers every day. You know? they, these yeah. are humans, and it's an ebb and flow, and that's. That's why I appreciate the way that, that you talk about the Cubs. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for instance, like, you know, Chris Bryant, who gets so much undeserved slack. If, if we're in a regular season right now, we're starting whatever. We're like in the middle of June. There's been so many guys who have had bad first, the bad first two months of a season and have picked it up at the end and just whatever. Gone back to the back of their baseball card. And this year, unfortunately, they didn't have the opportunity to do so. And that's what people are going to remember. Um, but it's unfortunate. Otto had a year, maybe two years ago, or where he hit like 190 before the break, and then went out and hit like 380 after the break, and ended yeah. up having a Votto year hitting 280 with a 400 on base and a 500 slug, same as he does every year. I think it was 2015. I think in the second half, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he had like an on base percentage of like 498. That sounds, that sounds right. Just right. like just absurd. 
It's just absurd. Do you have any fan questions you want to ask us? Do you have any questions you want to ask us? You said you had um, a few questions. Yeah, I mean, I had a few questions I wanted to ask you. Well, I did ask the one question. Well, you know, I was getting my intel, you know. I had to, you know, just like you guys probably did some research. I had to do my own research. I said today was going to be, today's a big day. So I had to, so I had to come prepared. Ian, I yeah. don't know if this has been brought up uh, to the public, and I'm not trying to out you or anything, but I heard you were a side armor in high school. I was, and I was. You not. were a side armor in high school. I, I started as a, I you know, as a, a starting pitcher over the top, and I got shelled. So, like wow. my first couple of years, I was all right, and then my junior year, I tried to start, and I was just getting lit up. And so I came back my senior year, and I was like, "Fuck it." My brother actually, his senior year of college, he played at Duquesne University. So his senior year mm-hmm. of college, he went sub, and I was like, "All right, I'm just going to try this." So I went kind of. It wasn't quite sub; it was more sidearm. But I was the best closer Western PA has ever seen. I was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I just I just heard that that you had kind of like a gritty motion from the side. Were you like one of these guys who you, I'm assuming we've all seen this before? Like, you know, like you get those like submarine sidearm guys that like wear the glasses and they're kind of like finicky and they're like. No, I was like, I was like, are you Houston, sure? I was like Houston <laughs> Street when he played at Texas. Like I was playing shortstop. I was okay. warm up at the left fielder. And then I was coming in and getting three outs in the seventh yeah, to win the game. So were you, were you able to spin it from the side or what? Or yeah, was I was just, yeah, I was straight fastball, curveball. Yeah, I had the Frisbee. The frisbee. I frisbee. hit like I hit like 85 from the, from the side in oh, really? high school, which was in Western Pennsylvania was dominant. <laughs> shout out, shout out Steel City Wildcats. Steel City Wildcats. Yes, sir. I did my re I did my research. I, you know what, you know what you'll learn. You'll learn. We run in somewhat of the same circles. You're not going to believe me, but we run in. I've heard from the grapevine. I've heard some stuff. That's all I'm saying. I love that. We're, we're Hey, what did I tell you before? What did I tell you before? We're building team, team morale or we're building this together. relationship we're building together. together okay? We're building it together. Team I think this was a great first step to building that relationship, though. I'm well, I'm super excited just to simply have the opportunity. Not many, you know, yeah. Not many uh, people get this. We haven't had a repeat guest yet, but I could see. Oh, yeah. Wow! I could wow! see some repeat guests in here. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some some off season updates. Maybe some in season when the, when we need a little morale boost. I think a hundred percent. Let's go, dude! A hundred percent. A twenty twenty one like in season update would be perfect. Well, okay, this because I'll be honest with you, just peeking behind the curtain. I didn't know how this was going to go. I didn't know. I didn't know Ian. I didn't know how you would take this. I had an idea how Zach and Dakota would take it, but Ian, you were the wild card. I, I really <laughs> didn't know. I didn't know if you were trying for Ian, you know what? And I'm not even, I'm not even trying to, you know, be mean or anything, but there was in the back of my mind, I was like, he's going to, he's going to, uh, uh, drag me along and he's going to give me the link for this podcast and then he's really going to big league me and he's gonna be like this is what big league is and then, and then, <laughs> that would have been and unbelievable and then and then and then i'm going to be on on the hook for another three years so i wasn't sure i'm i'm the most excited for the first time that i tweet at you when i quote tweet somebody's tweet and just put morale let's go dude that's what I'm you're, Ian, you're a morale athlete now. You <laughs> might am. be the biggest. I, actually, you know what? Shorver was the first morale athlete because uh, of the collab, which I'm very appreciative of. You was the next one because he gave me that bad news tweet. Uh, that was electric. Um, and now you three, you three are the next ones. Hell yeah. The compound is now a morale. Morale podcast. athletes. Wow. 
electric. People, you know, people say blood is uh, thicker than water, but mor- the stuff that runs through morale athletes is like liquid concrete before it's fortified. <laughs> that that that's the difference. You're talking about you're talking about like liquid. You know what? You're like you're building a foundation. What did I tell you? We're building a relationship here, and this is the foundation we're building. We're setting it up to where I come back, and we, when you need, listen to this. <laughs> listen. There's going to be a time in during the 21 uh, season where there's going to be a little rough stretch, right? Things aren't going very well. And you're going to, and you know what? Text me, whatever, DM me, email me, whatever you want to do, say, hey, Don, let's just talk. Okay. Let's get <laughs> group. All right. Let's, let's talk this out. Let's get this going. And we're going to get it going. We're going to get the morale going. Cubs in four. And guess what, Ian? I don't care who we play. And I never have. I never, <laughs> never have. And that's how it's going to be. And we're going to lock it down. Whenever you need it, I'm right here because remember, I'm your guy. You're a morale athlete now, and that's what I do for morale athletes. Holy I'm, so, I'm so fired up right now. I might just go take some hacks. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Let's go. This has been the morale segment of the Compound Podcast. Thanks, Fred. Thank you, guys. That was the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs, officially titled Dom Frederick. That was absolutely awesome. My morale's never been higher. I have to apologize to all the Compound fans out there. I said the podcast was going to be out on Tuesday. I lied. It is now Tuesday night. I am recording the end of this and I finish the edit and get it out tomorrow morning as promised. I have no one to blame but myself and I'm very sorry. I take full responsibility. It's not Dakota or Zach's fault, but I'm finishing the podcast by myself tonight. I'm vowing that this will not happen again. We will be out on Tuesdays for the rest of the off season. My morale's never been higher. I'm going to go drink a full bottle of Parse rum because I'm so upset. This has been the morale episode of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go to Benny's, go to Parse.com, save a tree, drink some Parse. This is the Compound Podcast. Definitely not coming to you live from the Compound. Presented by Parse Rum. Parse Rum.